intro again. I always forget. <laughs> when we do two episodes at once. <laughs> Welcome to Vinyl Verdict. I'm Bell. I'm Jamie. I'm Ploof. There's and a lot of them. This week, it's <laughs> Ploof's pick. <laughs> Today we're talking about Slipknot, a metal band formed in the mid-90s who didn't put out their debut self-titled album until 1999, several years later. W- what state are they from? Uh, Iowa, I'm pretty Iowa. sure. Iowa. Wow, yeah. that is not a hardcore Dude, state. a lot of bands are from Iowa. It's weird. Uh, Des Moines and specifically corn. are from these guys. Yeah, corn's not, from not, there too. corn for like actual corn. Well, of corn. I thought corn was also from Iowa. Uh, you know why? It's because sure. Iowa's an awful place to yeah, be. Yeah, there's and nothing. Metal bands talking about self-harm. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> to do. So you just get angry and bored and you're you're in, uh, you know, middle America. How come you're from Yellowknife? There's nothing to do there except freeze to death. Yeah, you're right. And guess so, what? So I did. did you start a metal band without I, being angry? Honestly, I didn't, start a, I didn't start a metal band, but... A lot of my friends were in like screamo bands and stuff at the time. I grew up like going into the pit and just I don't know getting destroyed and stuff. It was fun. Um, but uh, warning, uh, <laughs> warning, uh, soon off the bat, there's a lot of self harm talk. Yeah, uh, yeah, so a lot of violence. Like hearing about a lot uh, of swearing, self harm, anger at other people. Um, anyway, they put out a few other like EPs or demos, like Mate Feed, Kill Repeat, as well as Crows. I'm pretty sure. Um, but they're very limited releases, more of demo tapes. And they were also made without the final frontman. And honestly, probably the people, most people, uh, probably the guy most people recognize, Corey Taylor. Um, there's actually nine original members, God. each with their own number and mask. And the same well, lineup lasted no, number, for about a decade. Number four is two different people. Number four is two different people? Because the guitarist that plays on all but one of these tracks oh, God. is a different guy. Because oh, he joined, he left the band after the album oh, was recorded. Okay, what's well, his name? You know what? I'm not going with that. I'm Hold just on, going. Let's figure this one I'm out. going with what's on the back of the record here. So I'm gonna go down my list. We got number eight, Corey Taylor, our front man, lead vocalist. Sean Cron or Crayon, I never know how to pronounce that, aka Clown, aka number six on percussion. Uh, he's not the drummer though, that's number one, Joey Jordison. Rip, rip Joey Jordison. He died a couple years ago now. Uh, we've got number five, Craig Jones, on keyboards and samples. Number two is Paul Gray, a.k.a. The Pig on bass, also RIP. He passed away 2010. Uh, Mick Thompson is number seven and one of the two guitarists. The other would be Jim Root, number four. And then we've got number three, Chris Fain, who was another percussionist and backing vocalist. And then finally, we've got Sid Wilson, number zero, on turntables, which is actually a huge part of why I love this band, particularly their first few albums. And the, sorry, the number four... Who played on every uh, song on this album except for one of them is Josh Brainerd. Oh, yeah, Brainerd. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if he got credited because he left during the recording. So I'm going to check. I actually have uh, one cool thing about this that I love is on the back of it, they've got all the numbers and names. So number four lists James on guitar. So the guy I said. Yeah, Jim yeah. Root. Yeah, Jim Root. Yeah, yeah. they don't list uh, Brainerd. Yeah, because yeah, Jim Root I only plays him. on one song. Yeah. Um, well. But Jim Root plays on every other song on yeah. every other album. So, whatever. Because he's the guitarist for the last 20 some odd years. Yeah, there's only a couple remaining members. I think uh, uh, they, two of them died. Yeah, two of them died. It, there's also nine members, so you know sometimes they're going to go away. Um, I don't really think they do much turntabling anymore, so I don't know if Sid is still with the band. Oh, man, that was it was a good touch for the couple times that it came on it, It's in, It's in more than... I said he, the opposite. He does samples <laughs> and stuff. Really? I love... The, Turntabling is extremely oh, distracting. I love it. I actually like to hear too. It's, it's a huge part of why I like 
loved Slipknot the moment I heard it was because it was like metal but really different in that like cool yeah it's like rap metal but it's not kind of yeah and Corey Taylor even does some like not quite like Somewhat, rapping but yeah. he he sings at a fast cadence with the like nah a, he's sure raps he's got a couple bars. times yeah sure he's All got right, sure. bars um anyway yeah I really like them because they're such a different sound they're they're first and foremost a new metal band but they don't really like being called a new metal band, but I kind of lump them in with that because they came around. Yeah, this... sorry, you are new metal. Yeah, like they came <laughs> out with all the other new metal bands like System of a Down and Corn and Disturbed and stuff. Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit. <laughs> they actually have a lot of influence. They, they straight up credit Limp Bizkit and Corn. Limp Bizkit. Um, for some influence there, but uh, they, they also had a feud with Limp Biscuit at the same time this album came out. Oh, really? Yeah. They were also they also feuded with Mushroomhead for a while because Mushroomhead <laughs> is another metal band with like masks. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of a thing. But yeah, with nine did dudes, they, did they feud, feud with Guar? I don't think they did. No, I don't think they ever. No another... one has problems with Guar. <laughs> um, but yeah, with nine dudes and one of them on turntables of all things, you kind of get this wild, layered, angry assault. Um, and then with three percussionists, you've got a huge array of like standard and weird drums. Mm-hmm. Like Jordison's kit is huge, and then and he's insane with the double kick uh, blast beats for days. But then you get the the timpanis and like random titanium drums or like beer kegs or whatever the other two guys just want to hit yeah, with whatever they have he's on hand. A beer keg with an aluminum bat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Corey Taylor is a pretty good singer, but then, you know, the man can really scream and growl too. And then the dueling guitars, they just go wild a lot of the time. So I don't know, with so many people, uh, you can really keep the song going without worrying about like who's going to make them the one signature sound for like 20 seconds, three times on a track. Cause someone's always like ready to go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I've listened to the first three Slipknot albums quite a bit. Um, so this one, Iowa, and then Volume Three, The Subliminal Verses. After that, I don't care. I do not care at all about any of their stuff past that. They lose original members at that point. Most of their hits that I'm aware of are all on the first three albums. And um, though, yeah, I don't know. I walked into Elevated one day and I was picking up some of the records. I saw this one and I instantly was like, "Yo, I gotta buy that." So I did, and here we are. <laughs> what and you here we think? are. <laughs> You know, it's another band I've never, I've heard of, but I never listened to, and I don't really listen to metal, so it's hard for me to write a ton of notes about the album, since sure. I don't have the vocabulary or experience listening to this type of music, but I had a fun enough time. Nice. Like, the only thing I can really compare it to is, like, Rage or Sweet. System of a Down. Sure. And I prefer both of those, but yeah, that doesn't sure. mean that this is bad. It's just, like, not really my style. Like, it's interesting to hear where even, like you know, Machine Girls genre would have started before changing into this more digital age. Yeah. Uh, and it definitely feels like I'm watching, you know, horror movies on my couch when I was like 10. Totally. You know, it, it's definitely of the era. It feels like I'm watching um, Dawn of the Dead in yeah. this is the background or something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, it was it was fine. Or I don't a really Saw have movie. Say. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's got that like, it has, it, they're new metal. Yeah, and it feels very of the time, not in a necessarily negative way, because I don't. Since I didn't listen to it, it's all new to me, right? So sure, it, it's good, but I'm also prepared to not say a whole lot because I just don't even know how to explain. I don't have any point of reference for a lot of this Certainly. this music, but yeah. it was definitely an interesting time to say the least. Jamie, what would you think? Um, I wrote a little bit down. Uh, Slipknot was not a band I listened to when I was a youth because no one I knew listened to them and no one could tell me if they were good or not. Really? 
Yeah, no, I didn't know a single person who listened to it. I lo- oh, listened man. to a lot of pop punk when I was in. Oh, sure. Yeah. In, when I was uh, when this album came out. Yeah, it's about the same time. Because yeah. this album came out the same year as Enema of I the know. State, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And, and I, a uh, year after whatever the offspring was. Oh, not Conspiracy of One. What was the one that had uh, oh. Americana? Yeah. Um, yeah, I listened to a lot more Enema of the State and Americana than I ever did of bands that sounded like Limp Bizkit sure. or Corn. Corn <laughs> um, was popular in my school, um, and I didn't know anybody who listened to Slipknot. So I've gone years without really listening to a lot of their stuff, and it turns out they're okay. Yeah. And I'm neither a fan nor do I care about them enough to be against them. Sure. <laughs> I've listened to them, though. And I did find it interesting that Corey Taylor is also a member of the band Stone Sour. Yeah, he's like one of the leading... He's the only member of Stone Sour. Yeah, it's yeah. like him and a guitar is basically yeah. Stone Sour, if I recall correctly. Uh, and he also does a really good cover of the SpongeBob song. He does. What? <laughs> he's done it live a bunch of times. People like ask for it at concerts sometimes. That's pop. Punk. Yeah. That's very pop punk of him to do. Um, and he's very cool about it. Uh, yeah. Recently, he did it oh, with the guy because he can do the growl. At the he he does it. He does it with the guy who do- sings the song. Yeah. Uh, and I think he did it with the guy with SpongeBob recently. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um, it, when I think about metal, I think I'd like a more like a Metallica sure. or an Anthrax, Slayer, Slayer. I own a lot of Slayer yeah. albums. Um, we'll probably cover one one day. Cool. I'll probably do Rain and Blood because yeah. that's a great Classic. album. Classic, yeah. Um, you know, despite the fact that it's got a whole lot of Nazi uh, imagery. Yeah. Uh, well, mm-hmm. no. Um, and, or like Megadeth. That that's yeah. my kind of Megadeth is also a little problematic. Sure. Yeah. Hello, me. It's me again. <laughs> um, but none of them talk about self harm as much as uh, Slipknot does. None of them hate their dads as much as Slipknot does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did find it interesting that Corey Taylor did not meet his father until he was 31. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's a cool fact. So yeah. uh learned about that. There's a couple of songs where he talks about like how his father's like, oh, what would I know about my dad? I have not, yeah. I've never even met him because he didn't. He hadn't met him at that yeah, point. Yeah, I am my father's son and he's a phantom, a mystery, and that leaves me nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was actually... Slipknot was a pretty big part of my preteen and early teenage years. You're such an angry little man. You know, I, you know it was just the time. Divorced family, 90s, that's that's how it goes. Why are you losing your hair? Yeah, that's definitely it. Um, but several tracks were featured in video games, um, notably like Duality and ATV Off-Road Fury 3. Yeah, Before sure. I Forget on MotorStorm and Guitar Hero 3. Um, I can't remember where I heard, first heard of these guys, but I was downloading their songs in middle school, and then I finally saw a copy of the self-title of this album uh, while I was on vacation in like 2006, and it was just such a random find, and I had to pick it up, um, which is kind of similar to when I just randomly saw an Elevated and went for it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was listening to a lot of like Slayer, and I was never a big... I, Megadeth, lots of Megadeth. I was never a huge... Um, Metallica fan, but a few songs were always pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, something about the new metal scene just like really stuck with me. And I just, I don't know. I love a really driving drum beat. Um, they've also, because of the turntabling, they've got some like jungle beat kind of stuff in some of the songs a little bit. And it sounds like mm-hmm. video game music. And I it really, sure does. I dig it like quite a bit. Eyeless Man was, went, went hard with Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get into the we'll get into all the songs um, in a little, a little bit here after we do one last listen. But um, yeah, I actually just found out 
that they've re-released the first three albums on colored vinyl. So this one's the yellow release for this album. And I'm really like, I only learned that while I was doing some research for this. So um, probably in the next month, I'm going to pick up Iowa and volume three because uh, those are arguably the two better albums, especially Subliminal Verses. Um, as much as I love this album and it has a ton of their hits like Sick, Eyeless, um, Wait and Bleed, uh, Surfacing, Spit It Out, it's it's also got a bunch of like weirder songs um, like Liberate, Prosthetic, Scissors, No Life, Diluted. Basically, the second half of the album <laughs> is like a lot of songs. It is, and 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 I don't mind them when I'm listening to them, but they're definitely they're definitely not like greatest hits that I would choose if yeah. I was making a big Slipknot playlist. You, you can tell that this is a CD length album, totally, because it has a CD length length. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 50 minutes long, so it's a little long as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's listen to it one last time. We can talk about the tracks. First song seven four two six one seven zero 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 two seven. It's the barcode for their EP, the the album that the what is it, mate? Mate feed kill repeat. Yeah, it's sure. The, it's it's the barcode. The it's whole a, thing. It's a bad intro. I think it's sick. No. I, I think it's a weird intro, but it kind of fits the album. So and it's it, it really sets up sick. It's too Re- long. Oh, I don't disagree. Why is it forty seconds of? The whole it's thing. like with I the think peanuts. it's sick. I don't disagree. I think that they could it's, have cut it down to like five twenty seconds tops. That would have been fine. And then run into sick from there. It's based that's on a voice fair. sample from a documentary about Charlie Manson. Oh, that's oh. cool. Very Uncle, fitting. Uncle Charlie Manson. Yeah. Um. We'll get into the album art and stuff later, but the imagery is very much like Halloween, murder, <laughs> yeah. um, bad stuff. Um. The fella, there, so you, there's a guy who does turntabling, right? Sid Wilson, number yeah. zero. Oh, yeah. But uh, you got your boy, uh, Craig Jones. He's the samples guy. Yeah. And I don't know how to d- differentiate between sampling. Well, turntabling makes sense. It's a scratch. It's a right? scratch. Like, it's a skill. You got to do something um, there. Sampling, he's just like hitting the samples when they come up. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> that'd be a different guy. <laughs> like, why that'd be. be a different guy? Turntable guy, man's busy. Sid's busy. He's not that much. There isn't that much on this. Album. There's a lot of sampling. Like if you look at the sample there credits is a lot at the of bottom sampling. of the the Wicca yeah. Wicca Wicca that, page, that's the thing. Is the band is made up of nine people, right? And like I mentioned before, it's there's definitely some things that could have been merged into one person, especially some of the percussion. Probably, well, yeah, they probably don't need two extra percussionists on top of Joey. Um, and I don't disagree. They probably could have mixed sampling with turntabling. Um, but I kind of like that they didn't because it really it really lets them just focus on their craft and what exactly they're doing. So these guys are like the Brockhampton of metal. Or <laughs> yeah. Brockhampton's also like 12 yeah. people or something like yeah. that. And it's uh I mean I guess yeah, Brockhampton's the blue man good. Yeah. group of metal. I'll yeah. tell you the next album I'm picking is also like 12 people. So I'm picking a lot of big bands. Oh, uh, you're not picking a sky album, are uh, you? you never know. Mm, you I can see him skanking already. <laughs> uh, this song, you know, it goes pretty hard. I mm-hmm. love high BPM songs yeah. and the pace 
and uh, how dynamic this song is, is it's pretty catchy yeah. here comes the pain yeah oh, the I last part the of the bridge and the outro are in, in pretty intense and he sounds like a Nazi zombie from Call of Duty. Oh, <laughs> sure. Some yeah, of his yeah, screens yeah, are very <laughs> like video gamey, goofy. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, but it's fun. The drums, the drums go very hard on oh. most. Of, like the drums are always very layered. Yes, the percussion is very on point. Yes, it keeps a good beat. There's a lot of good blast beats and stuff like yeah, that on just about oh. every one of those. Joey's amazing. Um, right. oh. but yuck. It's got turntabling. I love it though. It's so distracting. I, don't I even hate it, it. It's so quick. There's so much, so much I did not notice. Like even the samples. In fact, you guys are telling me there's a ton. It's yeah. like, I guess I just didn't even notice. Oh, it uh, integrates all so well. It's, this, oh, this song has a sample from the movie Carlito's Way, which is a banger. Yeah, it's got uh, the Al Pacino in it. I've got huge notes for like the first half of the album, basically, because that's where all the like hits are in my opinion, but like, yeah, I don't know. Those drums and guitar, they just get going and then the turntabling comes in before it all goes away and comes back before Curry's mm-hmm. vocals. It's just, I think Sick is a crazy good opener and it's always been one of my favorites. Um, and I think it's like a few other tracks are really the epitome of what I think of when I think of Slipknot. Uh, I love the random screams and backing vocals and then the ending chant of uh, You Can't Kill Me Because I'm Already Inside You followed by Sick like four times. It's just, it's so much raw energy and it always gets me kind of pumped up. Um, my only complaint is it's a bit of a long outro, and I think they could end the track earlier. Mm. Um, but it's fine, and I think it really helps lead, like, as a whole album, it's very cohesive, and it really, the end of this song really leads well into Eyeless. Um, so as a whole album, I think it's fine. Eyeless has some uh, pretty good prodigy-sounding drums right? in the beginning. Right? That's what I'm talking about. The wild 90s video game drum and bass yeah, with the turntable sick. intro. Was, it made me want oh. more, though, because this is like the I only know. time it's really prominent. Just like the intro is a jungle tra- track, <laughs> and it's so fire. It's so and good. then it goes away, and I'm like, oh. The, the intro is a sample of the song Ease Yourself, which is itself a sample of a different song. So. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, I always forget like how many good songs are on this album. Um, yeah, I love that huge yeah that scream. So if you weren't a hundred percent sure that what you were getting yourself into, now you know. Uh, I love the chorus. I don't really get it, but it's it sounds cool. Real good screaming guitar. Yeah, that the the dueling guitars is just so good, and they do such good guitar squeals and stuff. Um, I don't know. I've always been a fan. It's. I love when there's two guitarists in a band. It's not always necessary, but I think that they can if they play well together. It's oh, fantastic. You ever heard of a band called the Beatles? <laughs> They've got two guitarists too. Wow. They duel. They yeah. duel all the time. Yeah, yeah this song's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the Marlon Brando line is weird. I've never understood it. Uh, it was uttered by a homeless man oh. as Corley Taylor was walking up the street. The genius note says he was walking up the street in California. Yeah. But California is a big place. Sure. Where was he? On the I street. That's what he said. You can't see the California the only without in California. Marlon Brando's eyes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, he was obviously in like the Hollywood area yeah. or something like that. I'm, I think they recorded it in this album in L.A. Oh, yeah. Um. I, uh, I think we talked about this earlier, but uh, Corey Taylor references his father in this song. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't meet his dad until he was 30, and he is now 49 years old. Dang. Uh, I really like the breakdown before the bridge about halfway through, and mm-hmm. then that softer sung outro that gets kind of twisted at the end. Um, and then I love that like heavy guitar riff that plays throughout, the, throughout and kind of slows down at the very end. It's easily one of my favorite Slipknot songs of all time. 
Sure. And I really like Eyeless. Um, and then Wait and Bleed is like a huge classic. It's got almost 400 million plays on Spotify. Probably this, Duality, Vermilion Part 2 are, I would say, the three most popular songs they've ever made. Maybe Before I Forget as well. It's um, about a guy who dreams of his own suicide. Yeah. And then eventually follows through on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I put my only note is this is what I imagine ninety percent of metal sounds like. <laughs> Default metal type of beat. <laughs> yeah, metal dot beat. Yeah, pretty much. It's like wow, sick. This is like what I would imagine. M- MX versus ATV Unleashed. Dude, music. I mean, hey, like, Off Road Fury Three had yeah. duality on it because yep. this is some basic stuff, which is not bad. But. No, um, the chorus is like very clearly sung and no growling or screaming, so it's really easy to sing along to. Yeah. Uh, the instruments are kind of toned down, uh, really letting the lyrics come through quite a bit. And then at the end, you get that mixed growling and singing. I think it's really good. Um, and it's I, got a very heavy guitar outro, too. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I also really like the bass line on this one, and I like how they kind of let it shine at the start along with the vocals. Um, and I just love Joey's fills across this whole song, too. Like He really drums real nicely on it. And uh, yeah, it's great. Um, references the book and slash movie, The Manchurian Candidate. Oh yeah, wait, I which like part? That book. That's a good book. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good man. It's uh, a good movie. Movie too. Um, Angela Lansbury was nominated for the Academy Award oh, for that movie. Thanks, Jamie. She wrote. Uh, she was the lady from Murder. She wrote. <laughs> We're going back around to murder. <laughs> It's all about murders. Murder all the way this down. This is all Pretty before much. my time. I don't know. Only murder. <laughs> Only murders in this album. Only murder uh, all the time. It, well, it has probably the most enjoyable melody so far. Yeah. And I think, going back to murder, the drummer murders this next song. He did Boom. a good job. Oh. He did a good job. Surfacing? Go on this one. Yeah. So, uh, I understand what the joke you were trying hmm. to make there. And like the record scratching at the start, the turntabling is good. It's really good. I love it. I like the guitar at the start, and then the second one comes in, and then the turntables. Oh, that's like just peak, peak slipknot right there. And then the big F you all at the, and then the rest of it just kicks right off. Um, When the band plays this live, they announce it as your new national anthem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is very edgy. This is, uh, I'm very cool, very edgy. Totally. I mean, at the time, this would have just been edgy and unique. Yeah. And now looking back, it's like, ooh, cringe. But again, at the time, it would have been it would have been cool. It would have been different. Yeah, groundbreaking um, to some degree. But listen to it now, I'm like, I don't want to like these. The chorus is very edgy. Oh man, and not very f- cool in this time. But the breakdown at 157 goes hard. Oh and, yeah, yes. And the oh, bass yeah. gets a little chance to shine before the guitars come blasting yep. in and the yep. crazy fast drums. It actually kind of brought up that I wish I could hear the bass more, but it is very guitar and drum heavy. Yes, it's kind of my only problem. It's why I like how Wait and Bleed really lets the bass come through, is because that's one of my only complaints. Is the bass is the bass gets lost quite a bit, mm. um, especially with three percussionists mm. and then so much else just going on all the time. But uh, yeah, man, servicing is good. Um, very angry. Easy to sing along to the chorus, even if it's uh, a little cringe these days. <laughs> um, they are very good at drumming. I know. Joey's amazing. It sucks that he's gone. He's easily one of my favorite drummers of all time. Um, he's an absolute king when it comes to blast beats and double kick. And uh, even I love how industrial the drums are on this one, like alongside Joey. Um, the other percussionists really kind of step it up and do their thing. It's a little more raw and less technical, but um, it sounds cool. Man, the kicks are just insane. Just oh yeah, <laughs> he's wild, man. What a uh, in some I've watched like Disaster Piece from two thousand two, like a DVD that came out. 
and uh, he'll go like vertical and stuff on his drum kit and like upside. I can't remember if he goes what? upside down or just ninety degrees. Yeah, he doesn't he, fall out of his little stool. No, they like strap him in. <laughs> they like strap him in, so he's drumming like upside down or, or at least ninety degrees. I can't remember if it's so, fall so upside down or not. Slipknot is such a <coughs> excuse me, such a big band spectacle show. Hundred percent. Their show, their stage is huge. Oh yeah, nine people, man. Yeah, so so it has like multi levels. Like if you if you think like going to a normal concert has a weird big stage like it's almost like going to a stage show yeah there's and and it's weird it's crazy the crowd presence Mm. and Corey's really good at playing with the crowd i'll get to that and spit it out in a sec um actually no not in a sec we basically just said everything i wanted to say about this one yeah uh yeah i love the weird intro Um, yeah i like that it's really hypnotic yeah Mm. he also i swear he says like did you never give a dame it's not. He's supposed to. He's saying, "Damn, but never give a dame in the first place." It's, it sounds like dame. I don't know. I've always dame. noticed that, and it bugs me. He starts dropping some bars at forty-seven seconds. I was yeah. like, "Dang, keep yeah. this going." He's great. Uh, the rest of the song is sick. I love the switch between growling and not, and then the chorus is simple and effective. Um, I don't know if they always do this, but Corey tends to play up the crowd for this song. So he'll tell everyone to like get down on the ground and then he replaces the last line um, on that chorus with jump the F up and and then starts mm. chanting the da 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 Everyone goes crazy. Like if you've seen any concert footage, it's just wild. Once again, we thank Blue for showing restraint and not swearing. I am trying so hard. I like I scream these lyrics when I'm listening to this in my car. So it is so hard for me to not just like say this stuff. Poor girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She she deals with it. Yeah, it's not Um, a bad song. I could see this being very popular in the early two thousands. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. if you think about how rowdy the crowd was at Woodstock ninety nine for Limp Biz Kit, Mm -hmm. which is like very mild compared to the sounds coming out of uh, this band. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Can you imagine they were there riling up the crowd? Oh, yeah. I don't know how to define it, but at 135, there's some like glorpy guitars. I really like it. It's like, whip, whip, oh, whip. yes. Like, oh, yeah, I know. This <laughs> I know exactly the sound you're talking <laughs> I about. Like, I love that. Yeah. It's so like late 90s, early 2000s. It it's so weird. I don't know glorpy what effect. AF. Yeah, glorpy is a good way to, <laughs> to say it. I'm glad you brought it up because I totally forgot. Um, so at this point, I'm not going to have nearly as many notes or things to say about basically the last two thirds of the album. I think it's so heavily front loaded with some of their best songs of all time that while the rest are okay and I like playing the whole thing front to back, the last half hour or so is just, I don't know, it's good, but it's it's uh, not nearly as good. So um, at that point, we get to Tattered and Torn. I like the creepy vibe. Spooky. Yeah, really fits the album. I'm not a huge fan. Yep, I, yeah, I totally get it. This is one of the only songs that I think could have been cut. Uh, it's very crunchy and pushes the band out of a more mainstream sound, but I don't really ever skip it. I still like it. It's uh, like a heavy metal Tom Morello. Yeah, kind, yeah, sure, kind of heavier yeah. metal Tom Mor- yeah. Morello. Yeah, Morello. Uh, then we get Say to fun, then we get to me inside. This one is okay, but it's mostly saved by Joey's drumming. Um, I always thought they were screaming "die" at the start, but it's actually the joy. I never, I never got that as good. I always thought it was just die. Mm. This is apparently the first song that Jim Root recorded with the band. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's a very aggressive song. Yeah, it's not bad. It doesn't do a ton for me, but I like the singing that comes in during the, the later half. Oh, yeah. You get that like clearly sung chorus that's nicely juxtaposed mm. with the rest of the song. There, yeah. There's a weird thing at the end where, or, uh, where it has the Spanish speaking at the end. Yes. Yeah. There's a line. And <laughs> the people on Genius want very badly 
for that line to have a slur in it. Oh, really? Um, the official lyrics on Spotify and on the band's website do not contain a slur. Uh, I just want to make that clear in Let case check people here, look at it. Because uh, spoiler, they have lyrics on the back of the. Uh... So the it, you'd have, you'd have to, you would have to know what the slur is in Spanish. Yeah. It this is guy knows the... slurs in every language. Somos fios y pestamos y pero renomas jota. So if that was a slur, you've just now said it. I am so sorry. Any no, no, you would have to like juxta like you would have to change that last word oh, to something else. Oh, it's like a play on words it's kind like, of thing for Spanish. Yes, yeah, yeah. Anyway, by the way, we can finally yeah, well, confirm or deny if that no, is a slur. well, no, because the band, the band, that those lyrics are fine. They mean something completely like right. benign. But people, but want people it on Genius are like, I hear it as this. And they're they're saying, like, it's against these people. And it's like, well, jeez, nah. that's... Honestly, the funny thing about this band is, like, as hateful and angry and murderous as they might sound... It's not to other people. It's not to other people. They're yeah. never... It, like, Slipknot is not, like, a... Hate, they're not a hateful band. I don't know how else to say it because it's kind of yeah. weird coming. I, knew, I understand what that. you're saying. Yeah. yeah, they're not angry at. They're self-loathing. Yeah, they're self-loathing, or they're just angry at like Mi- the world. Huh? Misanthropic. Maybe? Yeah, that's yeah. probably yeah, or yeah. like nihilistic a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, so they're yeah they're never angry at like a particular no like individual. They or don't people. call out people. No. Yeah. But anyway, people on on the internet seem to think no. that they they have. Whatever. Uh, this is actually just Jamie's made this up. I was on Genius. <laughs> you put the anything. notes in. Really? What? No. Uh, right next there. song is Liberate, yeah. though. I like it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, I don't really have much to say. I just enjoyed how much they kept switching things up, like the singing styles and yeah. the instrumental beats to keep things interesting. Yeah. It worked. I was like, oh, this is interesting. This yeah. is good. Liberate is one of the only songs that I like. I start out wanting to skip it because it's really repetitive at the start and then later with the chorus again, where it just says, liberate my madness. Da, 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 da. Um, but as soon as you get past that first section of it, I actually love the song. The rest of it's great. I love the guitar and the bit of the turntabling that they do on here, especially. Um, I love the, uh, your garbage in is garbage out. I think that's great. But um, yeah, liberate's good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Jamie, you care about liberate? Um, no, um, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, like the message of the song is w- whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's about accepting your anger, right? Yeah. And not just letting it bottle up inside you, right? Yeah. I guess. Um, I have, yeah, I have no affinity to the song. It's yeah, whatever. Cool. Yeah. Then we got prosthetics. Uh, the intro to this always reminds me of Silent Hill. I think there's a similar industrial song in the fourth game in particular. Uh, anyway, it's kind of spooky. It's a very aggressive message in the lyrics. It is a song about the 1965 horror movie, The Collector. Yeah, I want to watch that movie. This is uh, probably my favorite song. Really? Uh, I like horror movies. And after reading that's based on that, I was like, that's very cool. Yeah. It's very creepy, uh, but it's about a very creepy story. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The the voices are buried in in like a weird filter, like a death tone song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what the effect is on Corey's voice before the growling starts, but yeah, it's really cool. I like yeah. it too. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of like, you know, like I said, like the Deftones. Or, yeah. yeah. It gets a little repetitive at the end, but I love the, damn it, man, I knew it was a mistake line. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, the intro is a little long too. Yeah, totally. Guys hitting an empty keg on this one. You can hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can hear the ting. ting. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You totally can. He's, he's hitting that keg with the, with the baseball yeah. bat. Uh, then we get No Life. I love No Life. It's one of the... It's another banger. Yeah, it's one of the best songs on Side B. 
I think it's got a great simple chorus. I love the guitars and the bass on this one, especially that one weird effect that starts around the one minute mark. Um, yeah, that's it. That's references great both Public em- Enemy and LL Cool J. Ah. Yeah, I'm liking these rap and few songs. There's something about metal and rap together that works so well. It does. Then the breaks where he goes back to singing are just like a nice little break to make sure you're not getting too bored. Yeah, good. man. God, I it really, I forgot how much I honestly love this first, like the first three albums really by these guys. Yeah. Um, okay, rap, rapping in metal. Linkin Park, does that work for you? you yeah, like sure. Linkin Park? Yeah. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah. I mean, I haven't listened to a ton, but. Yeah. Uh, then we got Diluted. I like how much Joey's actually not going super crazy on the drums on mm-hmm. Diluted. It really lets the bass shine a bit brighter than usual. There, there's multiple voice effects this yeah. time. Yeah. It, it changes, like, first chorus to verse yeah um chorus is pretty good and i like how they pick up the intensity just a bit before the outro uh but that's all i got for it diluted i I will say i had trouble getting through some of this album because it is so i I won't say brutal but it, it really comes at you yeah so i had to listen to this album and make notes on it over a period of a couple of days i think i made the notes on the last like seven tracks or sorry, the last like six tracks yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I listened to this album almost a week ago. Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not surprised. It's just, it just like it's not brutal. It's just it's aggressive. It's a lot. And it, yeah, and it's like 50 minutes. Yeah. And this is this one. Uh, it's not quite 50 minutes because this release doesn't have Eeyore on it. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, I actually I don't mind diluted. I like the tired like singing in the song. Yeah, I think this back half of the album is better than the first. Really, you like the second half more? Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit more unique. It, things are changing yeah. up it, a bit. And it I'm is. It, a bit more. it is. Uh, the most of the hits and like the more popular songs are definitely on the first half. Um, that's funny. I was gonna say if you like this, maybe you should try Volume Three, but maybe you wouldn't like Volume Three or Iowa as much because they're a bit more. You know, they started to kind of find their sound and be. I understand more what Bell is saying, though. I, I I do agree that the second half of the album has some more unique sounds Nuance. to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like it. Like as much as I say, I have more notes for the first half. I I wrote that, and then I like started listening to all these songs. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how much I actually like this song. I appreciate how the songs are like two to three minutes long too. Yep, they're, yep. they're like deceptively short. Yeah. Um. Let me get only one. I love the rapping. It really shows their kind of inspiration. Got from more bars. Yeah, from mm-hmm. bands like Limp Bizkit. Eminem needs to watch his back. This guy's a rap god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the less, in te- less intense lyrics on this one. Not yep. every song needs to be about self-harm and taking your own life. This one's about hurting someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank Only one of us walks away. Yeah, it's like, well, okay. But I, I actually genuinely mean it when I say I got tired of the self-harm talk. Sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. It's got some very cool chunky sounding guitars. Oh man, yeah, I love the chunky. S- love the sick guitar riffs on this one. The song appeared on their EP "Mate Feed Kill Repeat" with different lyrics. Oh yeah, yeah. They had to like fully redo this one. There's another song that I think it was either this or Iowa that they were writing, uh, and it was about something, and they had to completely scrap it. Oh, purity, purity. purity. Yeah, it appears yeah. on this one. Purity in the song that appears after it. Yeah. So if you have an original copy of, of this album on CD, it has Purity and the other album. Yeah, Purity ended up coming out, I think, either on Iowa or Volume 3. I can't remember. Um, and they completely changed the lyrics because they were uh, like copyright struck or something. Because it was about something real. It's about a movie or something. Yeah, I can't watched. remember what yeah. the story is, but uh, yeah. Then we get to Scissors, which is like eight minutes long. 
I think it's a cool outro track, but if I'm being honest, sometimes I think they could have either cut scissors or like cut it in half yeah, or something. Yeah, it's like eight minutes long. It, it stands out because it, like the previous song is like three minutes and yeah. something. And then the previous song before that is like two minutes and something. Yeah. This one doesn't feel long to me. I think it stays pretty dynamic. So I was able to yep. enjoy the song from start to finish without it being like, okay, why are we doing this chorus like again? Yep. Um, I like the build up intro and the biding my time section around three and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. The th- like throwing up sounds at the end are extra and not necessary. Though. <laughs> oh, did you do you know why there's throwing up? I do. We don't need to talk about it. You can All look right. it up on Genius if you want to know. But they watched awful their, things and then there was a wa- uh, it was a note on their Wikipedia page too, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I didn't need to know that either. Yeah. Um, so depending on which release you have of this, there are then either Eeyore usually comes after Scissors, or there's some other songs. Um, that might come up as well, depending on if you got like the deluxe edition or the CD. Um, I bought the 2022 yellow repress pretty close to release actually for probably 30 or 40 CAD. Uh, before we talk about that, yeah, what do you guys, what are your guys' overall thoughts? Well, I'm not giving my vinyl verdict. Well, yet. Okay, all right, I, all right, I will talk about the physical release. <laughs> um, it's getting all out of order. I didn't know what to say. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it Slipknot. L- is it a double LP in a no, single sleeve? No, it oh. is a single LP that wow. we managed to fit. Trash sounding a bit. No, no, it actually sounds pretty good. Wow, uh, it's and I, very it's odd. not it's not just my copy too. I was looking on Discogs, and most of the comments on this repress in spe- uh, particular are like, "Wow, it sounds great." Mm. So there's a, there's a Ouija board on the back. Yeah. So on the front is all nine members in their um, in a red jumpsuit outfit with their masks on, and then it's got Slipknot on the top with the very typical Slipknot uh, font, which is spooky, is how I would put which it. Is, which is like the corn font. Kind of. Yeah. yeah kind of. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a parental advisory stamp in the bottom right for very explicit apt. lyrics. Yep. They definitely need it. Um, and then yeah, on the back, like Jamie said, it's in, like an old photograph of a Ouija board. And um, and then on the right, it, we've got the tracks listed out by side, which is always great. Love to see them split up. And then um, on the bottom right, there's just some production uh, notes, and that's that's about <laughs> it. And then uh, one thing that, to note is that there's actually like no label on the uh, spine. Oh no, it's very small. Yeah, it just says Slipknot very very lightly on the top. Uh, and then it is a then it is a single LP in a nice jacket. And on the cover of the jacket is them in their masks and jumpsuits doing some spooky things. It's all like a old film, kind of overexposed. It's yeah. very hard to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, looks like an old horror movie or something. And then there's below that is a bunch of pictures of them solo. And then to the right is a guy that's being electrocuted or something. I'm not sure. Um, and then above that is some of the lyrics from, I think, Surfacing. Um yeah, and then on the other side is uh, lyrics with uh, for all the tracks, and in the bottom right of that is the uh, cool uh, list that I mentioned earlier, where it's got all the band members with their number associated to it, which is kind of neat. And because uh, I don't know, I don't think I know any bands that uh, have numbers for their members. Yeah, that's really unique. Yeah. Anyway, after that, we've got the record itself with it, which is a nice lemon yellow. And it's just got... It does not suit the album. No, not I at all. I, like, I would not want this on yellow. No? no? Yeah, red or black seems way more appropriate, right? 100%. I don't Marble. Want, like this yeah, like intense that, one you put on this nice, cute, pink, pastel. Yeah. 
record? No, I, I don't want that. I think volume three is purple, and then I can't remember what Iowa is, but yeah, the three represses are all colored, and I'm going to own them all. Smoky uh, gray, like You're space going to own was. them all? I, oh, man, I love these three records so much, and this is the first one. Now that I found out that the other two also came out around the same time in color vinyl, and they're all like good releases, I'm super jazzed. I'm going to pick face. Yeah. There's a face. Absolute cringe. Yeah, I'm going to go pick them up. Absolute cringe. Absolute cringe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, produced by Ross Robinson. It's got, uh, you know, some numbers on the label. It's got a side A, side B all that good stuff and um yeah it's definitely using like the whole record run out go uh, it's actually not that bad run out there's some run out on there it's not too bad probably because they cut eeyore that's my best guess is that's why they cut eeyore the original is like a picture disc and it's terrible please don't buy the original pressing even if uh even if you see it it is not good quality and uh yeah that is slipknot debut cool debut album yep i paid like 30 40 bucks for this cad which is pretty typical for a new repress sure yeah especially from a shop um yeah i like it cool why don't you uh, give us your final verdict i'm going first all right you know this is like uh, i wanted to rate it higher but some of the songs i think are only good not great and that's kind of why i'm keeping it like an eight maybe an eight and a half out of ten um i think that this or maybe Volume 3 is their best album. Probably Volume 3 of the Subliminal Verses, I would give it like a 9. But yeah, I think they're just a really solid metal band. The huge variety of instruments and sounds, along with interesting lyrics and a vocalist who can both sing sing and scream, really ties it all together for me. And the only thing holding it back is, yeah, like I said, some of those songs are just, they're good, not great. Um, Or, yeah, I I agree, the intro could be a little shorter, and uh, I don't know. It's fantastic. I think that um, I, man, I want to rate it higher. I want to give it a nine just because of how like how much I love this album. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to buy every version oh. of this album. I'm going to give it a seven. No. <laughs> oh, not every version of this album. He's talking about the subsequent two releases. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant you're buying this same oh, no. record in different colors. Oh, no, like, no, 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 no. What? That's wild. That's wild. Iowa came out in a different color, and then Volume 3, which is their third release. None uh, of them should be colored. I'm going to call it right now. Those two albums also don't need to be cute pastel colors. Fine. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> but yeah, I'll stick with my I'll stick with my 8.5 uh, out of 10, because my big problem is that it's definitely not for a lot of people, like most metal is. Uh, and this one in particular is kind of aggressive. Um, but man, if you like blast beats, if you like a really good drummer, it's oh, solid. Mm-hmm. Jamie, what's your final verdict? Um, so I'm also going to give it an eight and a half, but I rate it out of thirteen, so <laughs> the score is lower. Um, I like the album. I think I like much of the album, but it's not for me. And it, it you know, it's not something I would choose to listen to, you know, repeatedly. Um. But I appreciate it. Uh, like the, the the hell of a guitarist. Uh, definitely very good at percussion. I bet you they put on a really good stage show. Um, but I would never go to a Slipknot concert. <laughs> I don't think I want to be associated with the people who do go to a Slipknot concert. <laughs> they're they're eerily close to like ICP. <laughs> Are you down with the clown? I'm not down with the clown. Um, but. But yeah, like 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 I said, I enjoyed the album. I didn't love the album, but I appreciated it exists. Sure. Bell, what'd you think? What does it even say about Slipknot? I don't know. 
We just said about 40 <laughs> minutes of it. If you like edgy lyrics and solid headbangs, this is for you. I enjoyed my time with the album more than I thought I would, but I don't think I'd choose this album over Rage Against the Machine or System of a Down, and I know I know they're different, but it's the closest comparison I have. I'm going to put in the 8 spot below You Void Synthesizer by Machine Girl and above Ass the Dust by Lorne. It is not a bad, bad album, but the lyrics are a bit too dark and intense for me and a bit too try-hard to want to listen to this very often, but I would listen to it over Dope Smoker, so it has <laughs> that going for it. But next week, we're doing a topic... We're doing the last album that we bought. Yeah. I bought quite a few. I get a choice, which is excellent. Yeah, I guess they all came at the same time, sure. But I also bought a lot that I wanted to talk about for full albums. So I'm like, I guess we're going to talk about one of them. I'm excited. So um, what are you choosing, Ploof? Do you know? Uh, I had a similar problem where the last album I bought is actually one I really want to do a topic on. So unfortunately, I'm going with the one I bought before that, uh, which is Cassiopeia by um oh my god i forgot their name Cass- no cassiopeia is the band cassiopeia oh my god what am band. i doing yeah. cassiopeia is the band super flight super flight is the yeah. album <laughs> it's got a big blimp on it <laughs> yeah it's like a super tramp cover yeah um, so cassio what's it what's the album called cassiopeia the album is called super flight they are a jazz fusion band from japan japan oh, cool. yeah and the album came from yeah, Japan. Thanks, Jamie. What are you picking? Uh, we're listening to Transmissions from the Satellite Heart by the Flaming Lips. Ooh, cool. I'm excited to talk about that. And I'm choosing Ballads 1 by Joji, the Yo. fifth anniversary version. All right. We got to write Filthy this down because we got to listen to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that next week. Make sure to tune in. Uh, see you then. Good Bye. day to you.